Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today we are talking about the importance of leaders and networks. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So a good leader builds a network. That's kind of what I'm thinking of with this title. But truthfully, having a network is more important than being a leader. And in fact, you can't be a leader without a network. Because leadership is just influence. I don't know when I'm publishing it, but I've done several book reviews on leadership and... In one of them, we talk about how you can't be a leader without influence people. You can't, you can't be a leader if there's no one following you. So your networks are more important. There's another quote that I love. That Well, love's a strong word. There's another quote that I like that goes... Actually, no, I don't even like this quote. It's a quote that you've all heard. Let's put it that way. It's not what you know, it's who you know. I think what is more important than who, but who is also very important. I like how I went from love to like to, you know, this is just an okay quote. Anyway, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Networks. The importance of networks. What the heck is a network? It's just the people you know. And networking is just meeting more people. I actually do more networking outside of business than I do inside of business because I am trying to find a girl. So, by networking with all sorts of people at different venues, becoming their friend, we'll talk about that more in a sec, they are then available to help me in my dating life, in business. I'll use my little brother as an example. One of his good friend's parents is a realtor, so she sells houses. My brother is starting up a business where he pressure washes houses, and the realtor has a little gift basket that she gives to all of her clients that includes several important, useful business contacts that the client might appreciate. Like for instance, pressure washing your house so that way you get a few extra thousand dollars. This was a friend's mom. It was still networking. It was still a business contact that he made because of his friendship. And that's the important point that I want to make because every networker makes this mistake and why I don't really go to networking conferences. People are not dumb. They can tell from a mile away if you are just talking to them to try and sell them. That's not what networking is. Networking is not a sales pitch. Networking is friendship. Networking is, oh, you're doing business, I'm doing business, let's talk about business and see how life's going. And by the way, if you happen to need my business, here, here we go. Networking is just business friendships. Unless you can, uh, unless you can, what's the word I'm looking for? Similar to label, it's refer. Unless you can refer to the person as your buddy, you're not networking, you're selling. You're selling. Like, oh, my buddy, he has this business, da-da-da. And that's the, that's the next point, actually. Networking, if you want to be successful at networking, is a giving relationship. If you want to be successful at leading people, because a network is just people that are tuned in to you. If you want to be successful at leading people, it's a giving relationship. Don't go asking for the sale. Go giving them business. If it's a business contact, 
refer people to them before you ever even try to see if they want to do business with you. Send them people. If you give them what they want, which is more business, they will most likely want to give you what you want. Give people enough, give enough people what they want, you'll get what you want. That's a very famous quote. Same thing with leadership. If you give people what they want, what they need, they will follow you. In a weird kind of way to me anyway, I am a leader of every single one of you who are currently listening to this episode. I have given you enough value from previous episodes, or maybe you're just tuning in for the first time, but I have given you enough value that you are following me and wanting to hear what I'm saying. And then I get a few pennies from thousands of you listening to me. And maybe on occasion you guys buy one of my books. But I can't ask for the sale. I can't get the advertising revenue. I can't refer you to anything unless I give you value first. I'm a leader first and being your friend first. Because otherwise you don't give a crap. Like It's just some weird guy that's yelling at a wall in his bedroom. But when I give you value, you are then interested in reciprocating it. You want to bring me value back. You guys reach out to me on Instagram and let me know what I'm doing to you. Uh, for what You guys constantly reach out to me on Instagram and let me know that what I'm doing is affecting your lives. You don't have to do that. You guys just do it naturally because you want to reciprocate value. You want to thank me for what I've been doing because it's a pain in the butt. I'd much rather be watching TV right now. So I think I harped on that point enough. Bring value. Value is important. Be their friend. And that is how you build a network. A network is just friendships that are, that are just loose friendships that could bring you value. And I'll admit, I'm a little calloused. I have friends who I am their genuine friend. I do things to be their genuine friend. But I have friends specifically because they're valuable. M maybe not even right now. Maybe it's 10 years down the road that I could see that I might need their, uh, somebody with that particular skill set. They do not have to help me. It is purely just a friendship. But if I ever do need that help, I have a friend who can do that for me. I've done that with multiple people. And again, I'm stressing, they are my actual friends. We hang out. We do stuff together. I help them. They help me. Usually it's me helping them more because I don't really need that much help. But one of the reasons why I kept them as a friend is because maybe someday I might need their help. So build a useful network. It's okay to have friends that you just enjoy hanging out with. I have plenty of those friends. It's, all, it's also okay to build friendships that have a purpose behind them. Still be their friend. But having useful friends is more useful than having stupid friends. And when stupid friends get to a stage where they're kind of annoying me and ticking me off, I don't have a problem cutting them. Useful friends, coworkers, bosses, people that have a purpose, family, people that have a purpose to be in your life outside of just fun times, when something comes up, you guys can, you guys have the motivation? Yeah, motivation, the reason to work it out with them. And then you're closer friends. So build useful friends or build useful networks by building friendships. And the same thing is reverse. The same thing for leadership. If you want people to come to you, if you want to make contacts, you want people to follow you, become useful. I'm sure many of my friends are friends with me because I am extremely useful. There was one time last year where I just got back from a business trip. And so I'd been out of town for a couple of weeks. 
and I'd been prepping for months because it was a very important trip for weeks and weeks before that. So I haven't talked to or hung out with any of my friends. Well, it just so happened, and this was pure coincidence, that every single day that week, I had a different friend contact me asking me if I could help them with with something. And they were all very different things. And I am, truthfully, I think I am more eager to hang out with a friend when we're doing something productive to help them than I am to just hang out and spend time with them. Because you can have fun while you're working with your friend. And when I'm out working with my friend and having fun, we're having fun and getting stuff done. I might be a little bit of a workaholic. It's fine. But anyway, I'm a very useful friend. So those friends are able to rely on me and we're able to build our friendship because we're mutually useful and we like each other's company. So for the last principle of networks before we shift completely to leadership, why is a network important? Most business, most employment, most dating opportunities, most friendships start from loose connections. How many of your friends did you meet because they were friends, were a friend of one of your friends? You were both mutual friends of this one person. And so you met them and you're like, hey, this is pretty cool. Let's be friends. By the way, the people who are friends with people and connect people and make strangers become friends, I believe they're called Mavericks. But if you want to more know about that, go check out an old book review that I did called The Tipping Point, How Ideas Get Infectious. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. But your friendships, your business contacts. I already mentioned my little brother. His friend's mom. He's not friends with the mom. He's friends with the friend. But his friend's mom is giving him clients. This podcast is a network. By influencing you guys, by giving you value, by being your friend, like, hi, my name's Nathan, I'm your friend, I am able to use that network to my advantage. At the base level, it's advertisements. I've done a couple different uh, book promotions of mine on this podcast. As life progresses, I'm sure I'll do more of my own personal promotions. But I only earn those promotions by giving you tons and tons of value in the meantime, so that way I'm your friend. And that is what a leader is. A leader is just your friend. A leader is someone who has influence with you. A leader is somebody who is your friend who has influence with you. Your friends will lead you in directions. Sometimes those are good. Sometimes your friend's leadership gets you into some stupid situations but your friends are leading you. And that is all a leader is. A leader is your friend, not your boss. Your boss can boss you around, but unless he's your friend, he's not leading you. And unless you have a network of people that you are leading, you are not a leader. Now, everyone has some sort of network, whether it's just one friend that you are kind of leading back and forth with each other, but you can't lead if no one's following. Well, how do you be a good leader? Same way as you be a good friend. How do you be, but in addition, there's some other things that people look for when they want to follow somebody. Your friends lead you, but when you're actively looking to follow somebody, you're looking for key traits 
that signal to you that there they would be somebody that you would want to follow. First one, and I think this is the most important quality of a leader because I've seen this one in leaders that have influence and they don't have any of the other traits. But this one is the most important, competence. If you don't think that the person who you are following, it, that's a lot of negatives. The person who you want to follow has to prove to you that they are competent, they are capable, because you're not gonna follow them if they don't know what they're doing. They're like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead. You're kind of a moron, I'll take the lead. But if they're competent, if they can prove to you what they're doing, that they know what they're doing, then you'll follow. And that kind of goes into the next one, which is confidence. Grifters, or is it grifters? We'll go with grifters. Grifters exist because confidence can out-trump competence. If you believe that you know what you are doing to such an extent that you can convince people that you know what you're doing, even when you don't have a clue, then some people will follow you. Now, generally, it is very hard to have extreme levels of confidence in something you know nothing about. And it's easy to convince people that you are not competent if you lack confidence. Part of this is called the winner effect. We want to follow the person um, who knows what they're doing best in that particular situation. And so your brain, as a survival mechanism, will adjust people's different levels of dopamine to make certain people more confident in different situations because they're the competent ones. Jeff, who's a playboy, and Jimmy, who is a survivalist, if you're in a club, Jeff is going to be super confident. He's going to be the leader. He's going to be taking little Jimmy under his wing and helping him out and talking to people. But if a group of people get stranded on an island, including Jeff and Jimmy, if Jimmy has the confidence to show his competence, everyone, including Jeff, I'm spacing on the names at this point, are going to defer to him because Jimmy knows what he's doing. So competence first. Confidence is a important secondary. Next up is trust. This goes right along with it. If you're competent, people can trust that you know what you're doing. If you're confident, people can trust that you know th that you know what you're doing. But they're not going to follow you across a sticky situation if they don't trust you. Now, this trust can be a toxic trust. Gang members use it all the time. They trust that their leader will kill them if they don't do what he says. You trust that your boss will fire you if you don't do what he says. But it's really hard to trust somebody who doesn't have good character, who will backstab you. It's really hard to trust somebody who doubts themselves. Like, you want me to believe in you when you don't even believe in you? It's really hard to trust somebody when you don't believe that they are competent. But the most important aspect of trust, which I already talked about, is character. You need to have a good character. Nobody is going to trust you if they think you're going to stab them in the back. Gang members trust that their boss will kill them if they do something really stupid but they also have to trust each other enough to be able to work together. So trust is a very important aspect of leadership. Then there is the aspect of apology, the principle of apology, the principle of admitting when you're wrong, the principle of admitting to your weaknesses. People think that you shouldn't admit to your weaknesses. Here's the thing, people aren't dumb. They know what your weaknesses are. You're not, you're not clever, you're not hiding them as well as you think. People know what your weaknesses are and you gain trust with them when you admit to it. You gain trust with them when you admit you were wrong, when you apologize. They know what's up. You're not able to hide any of it. They know that you're socially awkward. 
They know that sometimes you say something without thinking about it. Maybe you have a temper. They know you have a temper. Maybe you overlook details. Maybe you're too detailed. They are not going to not follow you because of your weaknesses. They will choose to stop following you if you can't admit to those weaknesses, if you can't admit when you were wrong, if you can't apologize. I'm going, I'm, I was struggling on the name for this particular principle. I just figured it out. It's the principle of admitting. A good leader admits. And when you admit to things, when you admit whose idea it was, when you give praise, people will follow you. And that's the next principle. Praise and be thankful. I've had plenty of bosses, plenty of clients over the years who were good and who were not so good. One example in particular that I'm thinking of had a lot of shortcomings. Had a lot of pros as well, but had a lot of shortcomings. But one of the key things that kept them in my good graces, because if you're a leader, you have to, when you are a leader, you are serving the others. And we'll talk about that in just a sec. You, if you want your followers to stay with you, you have to stay in their good graces. So this one particular person stayed in my good graces, even with all of their many flaws, because they were always extremely appreciative. They always thanked me for what I was doing and were sure to recognize my efforts. So if you want to be a good leader, praise. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Next up, serving. A leader is a servant. Jesus talks about this plenty in the New Testament. Every top executive who's genuinely successful talks about this. And I already mentioned the quote, but if you give, serve, if you give enough people what they want, you will get what you want. By serving, by giving value, people follow. In a sense, to any of you guys that are listening, I am a leader and a mentor in a small regard to you because I give you value. I am serving you. So if you want to lead, be a servant. And then the final principle for today is the principle of autonomy. People hate micromanagers. People hate to be restricted. A leader delegates. A leader has has to let other people do stuff. So let them do it. A good business principle is if you can fire or hire somebody who can do the job at 80% as good as you, you need to hire that person immediately. No, it won't be perfect because it's not you and you're perfect and you how you do it is the exact perfect way. But if they can do the job at 80%, you're freed up to do other stuff. And I'll give one example of a story from my life with my friends, because again, leadership is friendship. We were going to do a bonfire, me and some friends. I delegated, I asked one of my friends to clean up the fire pit because we were up in a canyon and other people use it as well and arrange the rock so that way it wasn't just a big, it, it, it was really all screwed up. They dumped the rocks inside the fire pit and scattered them all around. I asked him to kind of clean it up, get the fire pit ready. Well, he's a little OCD, so he made sure that that circle was a perfect circle. I was a little nervous at the size of the bonfire that we were planning on building at the circle's proximity to the trees. 
So micromanaging me wanted to shift the circle by about a whopping foot. All things considering, that foot is not going to make a difference on whether or not the tree is going to catch on fire. Well, without thinking, I started moving the pit. My friend, understandably, because he spent a lot of time on this fire pit, was a little annoyed that I was starting to move the pit. He was like, I just got it perfectly circled. Luckily, I was able to realize my mistake, admit to being wrong, put the stones back, and we left the fire pit where my friend put it because I asked him to put it there. And so he had the autonomy to do that job, and he did it, and I needed to accept how the job was done. It wasn't perfect for how I wanted it, but it was perfectly good. So that's the principle of autonomy, making sure that your followers have the freedom to act. This is why dictatorships do not work. This is why in some companies, if a customer needs help, you're like, oh, sure, let's do this. But in other companies, if a customer needs help, you're like, ah, I, I, I need to go ask my boss because if I do something without his permission, he'll yell at me. So I am not going to help you. I'm going to tell you to go over here. And with that, I will end today's episode and I will see you all next week.